This is the Wednesday, June 30th edition of the Daily Wager podcast, the final one of the month. We got you covered, a little NBA, a little NHL, a little golf as well as we like to do on Wednesday, in and out in less than 10 minutes like we promise every weekday. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham. And yet another all-star goes down in these NBA playoffs. Just a uh, unfortunate narrative, but albeit the most important narrative we've experienced this postseason, Tyler. Yeah, I mean, I, a lot of people wonder if the uh, shortened offseason has something to do with it. I just think it's plain bad luck. A lot of these injuries have been guys, you know, falling or jumping on feet that are underneath them. That, to me, is not you know, a lack of time to train in the offseason. That's just plain bad luck, whether it's Trey Young, whether it's Giannis, whether it's LeBron when he got his ankle rolled up. A lot of these injuries that we've seen have just been guys rolling ankles or stepping on someone's foot. So kind of crummy, but uh, maybe the team that has the uh, most people standing left is the team that's going to prevail this year. Yeah, it could be a little bit of both, right? Obviously, the freak injury of stepping on the ref's foot is going to happen in any year, but some of the other injuries throughout, maybe. You never know, like the uh... – Kawhi situation wasn't necessarily one incident, but we're not here to break that down. So we'll have to wait and see. There's some point. There's some spreads uh, posted for game five in Milwaukee. Um, we'll revisit that. Obviously tomorrow we hope to have a little bit more information. Let's talk Suns Clippers. Uh, another elimination game as the Clippers staved off elimination in Phoenix. This one's about a pick. Um, there's some minus ones, both sides, meaning some books have Phoenix minus one. Some have the Clippers. Uh, where are you headed here? Yeah, I'd rather play the Suns. I thought they'd take care of business in game five. I definitely think they take care of business in game six. Don't let it even get back to Phoenix. Um, it, it took a you know monumental effort uh, from the Clippers, an outlier performance, so to speak, um, from guys like Paul George um, with his 41 points, and then um, Marcus Morris with the uh, game he had as well, especially the start in the first quarter, and the Suns could never really recover from that. Of course, Reggie Jackson's been good all series, but um, they're playing at the upper end of their um, output, um, likely output. So I just kind of see some regression coming, even if they are back at home where role players are quote-unquote supposed to be more comfortable. The Suns are just a better team. Um, so I, I would take, if I could find that, the Suns plus one. Um, I'd even take it minus one if you can't find a book because I just think they're going to win this game. And I'm definitely going to play the under here. Um, we see it in the postseason often as a series wears on. It gets more difficult to score points. You're familiar with their sets. Legs are tired. Um, pace slows down. All those things contribute to lower scores the later you get into a series. Yeah, I was on the under big. I'm not going to lie. I had 215. It closed. Well, it got down to 211. Then the Zubach news surfaced and went back up to about 213, 213 and a half. It happens. I get it. Um, so I'm going to keep an eye on the Zubach stuff. That really, I think the small ball opened up the lane. Jeff Van Gundy talked about that on the broadcast and really just enabled uh, both teams to find more points in the paint and still barely went over. Now it took about three minutes straight scoreless down the stretch. But either way, um, my favorite play is Suns first quarter. I think they're going to bounce back, start strong off a loss. We saw that in game three, I want to say. Uh, that was a really, you know, they just jumped out to that lead. I was really impressed with how Phoenix handled that. Oh, excuse me, game four. That was the one where it was 2-1 off a loss. So I expect a similar performance. I think Chris Paul set the tone. They know what's at stake. I think the vibe in game five was just wonky. You know, Zubach was a late scratch. They had a game plan that obviously got turned upside down. So that happens. A um, little bit of narrative talk, but I, I like Suns first quarter. That's where I'm headed, and I certainly agree with your under, but I'm going to wait personally if we get some Zubach news. If he's in, then I'm definitely banging the under. How about props? Anything? Yeah, Paul George is one. 
uh, that I like. Uh, his rebound and assist total is 16 and a half. Um, Got to lay 120. I'll go over that. Um, in games, uh, the last three games that he's played uh, in this series, he's averaged 42 minutes on the floor. So already you're starting with a good base in terms of opportunity because he's playing a ton of minutes. Then his rebounding numbers the last three games alone have almost eclipsed this threshold. He's averaging 14.8 rebounds the last three games. He's had games of 16 boards, a game of 15 boards, a game of 13 boards. And then, of course, you know, he's the primary ball handler. And and, and Reggie Jackson is more of a a scoring point guard. Paul George kind of does the creation as well. His assist totals in those games, 6, 6, and 8. So he's averaging almost 7 assists per game. Add it all up. That's 21 and a half rebounds and assists per game over the last three contests where it's basically been do or die essentially for the uh, LA Clippers. That is the scenario we have again here. Do or die. Got to win to extend your season. He's comfortably cleared this threshold on average over the last three games. And regardless of what his scoring output is, I just think he's going to be on the floor waxing the glass like he has with no Kawhi Leonard and maybe no Zubats again. And of course, creating offense for his teammates because he's a better offensive initiator in the pick and roll than Reggie Jackson, who's kind of a one-on-one guy who likes to take you off the bounce and get to the glass or shoot threes himself. So feel comfortable with those counting stats again, being a healthy, juicy stat line for Paul George, win, lose, or draw. I'm on one prop. I loved it. Uh, Last game, I felt it was kind of a weird one, but I don't care. It pays. They all cash the same. (laughs) I'm going Terrence Mann over. One half steal, so just 0.5. He's got a steal in six of the seven games he's played with since Kawhi Leonard injury. Um, very good defender, and he's going to likely come up with a steal. And it was minus 145 the other night. It's only 05 right now at Caesars William Hill. I imagine there'll be some steam throughout the day, but that's where I'm headed for my prop. Again, kind of a bizarre, strange one. He usually just gets one, but he gets one. So uh, we're going to take that. What about Stanley Cup? Uh, Lightning, obviously, pretty dominant. I think Montreal's a live dog here. I think if they're going to have a pulse in this series, they kind of have to get this one. They've laid an egg in game ones before. I don't think the Lightning are taking them lightly, maybe like the Golden Knights did. But plus 175, I might have to get involved, and I know there's a lot of uh, talk about the under, and we were both on the under in game one. Yeah, if I play outside, I'd play the Canadiens as well on the money line. I think they are a live dog as well. They've been so resilient in this postseason. I think they're like you know, seven and three or nine and three on the road, and I do think they can bounce back. Um, 72% of Montreal's games this postseason, 13 out of 18, have gone under the total, including five of six overtime games. So even when you get extra bonus hockey, games are still going under. Um, a lot of those have hit exactly five, but uh, you don't lose that bet. You only push that bet. So uh, there's uh, a little bit of a safety net there. It's minus 105 to the under five. And I know the Lightning are a strong offensive team, but uh, the Canadians still have Carey Price. They want to play um, a defensive brand. Vasilevsky's a great goalie on the other end for Tampa Bay. So uh, I will go under five. And uh, if I get a push, then I get a push. But uh, hopefully we only see three or four goals in this matchup. Yeah, I like it too. Look, the game got away in the third period the other day. Um, Not that this means everything's going to play out the same in the first two periods for game two, but that's where I'm headed um, as well. Just a small little shackle on there, shackle on there. Um, Golf, Patrick Reed. Can't tell you much about it, although a sharp handicapper gave that one to me. So Patrick Reed, for me, in the golf tournament this week, what about you? Yeah, I think Reed is uh, a, a sharp play as well. Um, obviously, Bryson and Reed are the two best golfers in this week field by a significant amount. They're the only two ranked inside the official world golf ranking top tens and in what is a week field, the Rocket Mortgage, Cla- Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. Uh, a couple of plays I like. Uh, Maverick McNeely 
uh, on the all name team, top 30 at plus 225. Um, he has back to back top 30 finishes, uh, T8 in his debut at this event last year. Um, Doc Redmond, a top 20, is also plus 225. Um, he's gained strokes on approach in five straight um, events and putting in six straight events. Um, his history at this course and this event is very good. A T21 last year, and he finished tied for second in 2019. A great ball striker who has two top tens in his last five events. And I do think the uh, betting favorite, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, is worth a play for a top 10. Now, plus 105 isn't quite as juicy, but it's still plus money. Um, he won this event last season. He's the best player in a weak field with a uh, official world golf ranking of sixth. Um, he's not the type, I think, to kind of coast in these um, lead-up events to majors as we still have the Open Championship a few weeks from now across the pond. I think he's always working to try and hone his game and win uh, events. Um, and his, his short game has been uncharacteristically bad in recent weeks. And I think it's the type of event in a weak field where he can get it back on track. So uh, those are three bets that I like for the Rocket Mortgage, Rocket Mortgage Classic. All right. Sounds good. Great stuff as always, Tyler. Um, that is our... You know, run through the rip through the plays. We like to set the table for everyone going into the day. Of course, we have daily wager tonight, six Eastern, and we should not have any scheduling or programming issues with uh, no soccer until Friday. So uh, thanks to everyone for jumping around the channels for us. So we should be on ESPN two today, and that'll do it in and out in less than 10 minutes, like we always do. And uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Mm -hmm.